Welcome to the Awaken Podcast. We are so happy that you have decided to join us. Hopefully, you will find the next few minutes challenging and refreshing as we consider together how God is asking us to respond to His grace. If you are listening because you are unable to join us at our physical location, thank you for keeping in step with us, and we will look forward to seeing you in person next Sunday. If you are joining us from outside of Anchorage, then please drop us a line and let us know where you are listening in from. We would love the opportunity to connect with you. If you are exploring faith for the first time or just trying to figure out what Awaken is about, please don't hesitate to drop us a line and introduce yourself. We welcome any question you might have about life, the Christian faith, or Awaken Church. May God be with you as you listen. I'm thinking that it's time to say that you guys are pretty awesome for coming out to church, given all of the uh, roadblocks. Uh, that uh, that we have um, put in place. So uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for enduring through all this and, and um, working with us. And uh, hopefully you're having a fantastic time out here under the tents. We've got the kids out here messing around with crossword puzzles and colors. And if you are not a child, but you feel like you might need that to make it through the sermon, uh, there's a table over there with the kids' activities, so, you know, feel free. I won't be offended. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Get on over there. Well, uh, we have been talking through, teaching through the wisdom literature, which is a section of books in the Old Testament. And believe it or not, we have been trying to get more wise. So... If you came this morning and you have been on the track of, you know, I really don't want to become more wise. I'm sorry to disappoint you because this morning you are very likely to become actually more wise. One of the promises of scripture is that simply by hearing wisdom, you will become more wise by being exposed to it, by being in an environment where wisdom is proclaimed you become more wise. So you really don't have a choice today. That's not totally true. You do have a choice to just turn it off and, uh, and not, not pay attention at all. Well, how many of you have ever heard of a cheat day? All right, kids look around because uh, it was all adults raising their hands. And weren't you, aren't you as children taught that you should not cheat? Haven't you ever heard that from your parents? It's a very bad thing to cheat. But, but your parents actually have something called cheat days. Isn't there something wrong there? Well, let me reveal something to you that your parents might not want you to know. And that is that your parents are not perfect. In fact, here's another secret. That's why they're here because they're not perfect. And so I'm going to let you chew on that, children, while we go through this sermon, uh, because we are all here to become more wise, to grow, to change, uh, because we realize that there's something within us that is a struggle, that is a battle, something we're battling against. Uh, we, are, we are trying to be all that God has made us to be. 
but it is a battle, it is a struggle, it is a difficult, difficult thing. So uh, in order to uh, help us with that, uh, we are going to look to Proverbs. Um, I'm going to read, we've read it before, but Proverbs chapter 1, 1 through uh, 7 or 8 here in just a moment. Um, It is a call to discipline. And this is something that adults strive for. We don't necessarily like discipline, but we all understand the rewards of discipline. And when I use the word discipline this morning, I'm not talking about being punished. I am talking about working towards a long-term goal. Uh, Working in the short term to make yourself able to do something that you couldn't previously do in the long term. I'm just trying to make it as complicated as possible, okay? So I'm not talking about punishment. I'm talking about making your life better, that kind of discipline. So uh, yesterday I slept in and as a result of sleeping in, I thought I'm, I'm going to skip breakfast because I'm already close enough to lunch. And the problem with that is I ended up eating a lot more for lunch than I normally would have. Maybe you've had this kind of experience. I went to a Mexican restaurant and I had lots of chips and salsa. When the waitress went by, I asked for more chips and salsa. That was before the meal came. I was probably at a thousand calories before I even got started eating. And then I had, um, what did I have? I had carne asada tacos with uh, guacamole. Who wants to go to Mexican afterwards? They're starting to get hungry right now. And so I had this big Mexican meal. And then um, when I got home, I realized that I'd eaten a lot of spicy salsa because I like the hot stuff because you know you're alive when you're eating hot salsa. The problem with hot salsa, especially as you get older, is you need something, you need something to go on top of that hot salsa, and it needs to be like a dairy product. And the best dairy product is ice cream. Okay, I'm not the only one who's had this day. And so I started eating ice cream, and it was so good. It was amazing. And I got to a point where I felt like I'd had enough ice cream to kind of cover that heat and calm it down and uh, went, started going through my afternoon. And I noticed as I kept walking through the kitchen that there were just things in there that were calling my name. How many of you guys like a spoonful of peanut butter? All right. Very good. All right. So uh, I had a spoonful of peanut butter. I have some dried mangoes from Costco that I just like to snack on. They're very good. I just kept kind of going through the kitchen and just grabbing different things. Now, I don't know if you remember or not, but I just had big Mexican. So I was full. I didn't need any of this. But I've been sheep hunting recently where there's a limited amount of food and an unlimited amount of exercise. And so I felt like I owed myself a cheat day. Well, then I went to a social gathering which is always a mistake when you're trying to be self-controlled and you're eating. I went to a social gathering and they had Moose's Tooth Pizza. How many of you have had that before? Well, that's pretty good. And I just started eating pizza. And then when I got home, 
pizza does something to me. For some reason, I feel like I need something sweet afterwards. And so I got the ice cream out because I was just thinking it would complement my earlier ice cream. And I started eating ice cream. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but when you're dishing out the ice cream and you get close to the end of the carton, you guys already know what I'm going to say. You just, you might as well finish it off. You're so close because what's left doesn't really warrant a full serving later on, right? And so I just put it all in there. I can tell that you're like me. I can tell that you understand the downward spiral of losing discipline. Well, now that I've got everybody on the same page, uh, I'm going to read from Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These, these proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring in the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and the riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So if you didn't catch it, discipline was mentioned three times in that passage that I uh, just read. And there seems to be this very close interconnection between discipline and wisdom. As we read through the rest of the Proverbs, we find that there is no wisdom unless there is discipline. That one of the stepping stones to wisdom Part of the pathway to wisdom is through discipline. And nobody loves discipline at the time they're going through it, right? That's biblical, Hebrews 12. Nobody loves discipline as they're going through it. But what do we all love about discipline? This is non-rhetorical. What do we all love about discipline? The results, that's right. We love the results. When do you love the workout? When you're done. You feel good about what has been accomplished. So we love the results. Well, uh, this, this idea of uh, trying to be self-controlled has, um, has certainly been a struggle for the ages. I am sure that everybody here has battled with self-control. Even children, you've probably battled with your temper, with your siblings, for example, right? There is this battle for self-control. And oh, wouldn't it be awesome if we could control ourselves perfectly? James says, if we can control our tongue, that makes us a perfect person. Just that one thing, just controlling the things that we say. Well, You'll be happy to know that this self-control issue has been going on for a long time. You are not alone. This is not unique to you. It started in the Garden of Eden. 
with Adam and Eve and a very appealing apple. It then went on to the next generation, Cain. Cain had a massive struggle with jealousy and bitterness, and that ended up resulting in bad news for Abel. God, just before Cain loses his self-control, comes to Cain and challenges Cain in Genesis uh, 4, 7. He tells Cain that sin is crouching at his door, ready to attack him as he leaves his house. And it is Cain's responsibility to master sin, to conquer sin. And we know that he fails in doing that. But that is the challenge for us, to master sin, to conquer sin. And those of you who know your theology well, you know that alone, by ourselves, in our own power, it is impossible for us to conquer sin. And that is the second reason. Well, really, it's the first reason why we as adults are here. And that is because we are celebrating the good news. The good news that Jesus has come and provided a way for us to conquer sin. I'm going to read a passage from Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. And this is part of the good news. We know that Jesus came and by his work on the cross, um, removed our sin from us. We just sang about our sin being nailed to the cross, not in part, but the whole. And Jesus left so that the Holy Spirit could come and continue the good news. Galatians chapter 5, starting in, or in <clears throat> excuse me, verse 22 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is good news. This is incredibly good news. Uh, I don't know if you caught that while I just read that or not, but what that promise is, is that God's Spirit is working in us to transform us, to change us, to make us different. And as we walk in step with the Spirit, as we live by the Spirit, then the fruit of the Spirit, what's happening in our lives is all of these things. And that is really, really incredible. That means that we can have self-control. We can discipline ourselves to do the right thing. So uh, it goes on to say, um, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. All self-control issues. So, uh, we have a part to play in this. We don't just sit on our picnic bench and um, be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we don't necessarily just go into a certain environment and suddenly we're transformed or have some uh, particular spiritual moment. 
and be completely transformed. All of those things may occur, but certainly what scripture calls us to predominantly is for us to participate in the process of being transformed. Let me give you an example. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Paul says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one gets the prize, so run to win. I like Paul. I think he was very competitive. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with a purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Um, in First uh, Timothy 4 and verse 7, we are told to train ourselves for godliness. Um, there is this continual call throughout Scripture, certainly in the Proverbs, but um, throughout the rest of Scripture, for us to be disciplined, for us to train ourselves, for us to work diligently, for us to add to the work that God has done in our lives by disciplining ourselves, by working hard, by being diligent. Well, I'm hoping to give you a few new ideas this morning. Because you probably came in this morning already knowing that you would like to be more disciplined than you are. Why? What do we like about discipline? We like the results. And every time we step into discipline, every time we are willing to do the hard work, every time we are willing to be diligent, every time it pays off. And we like the results. And so we at least have the desire for more discipline in our lives. Does discipline take away fun, by the way? Some of you are shaking your head no, because you think that's the right answer, but it's the wrong answer. <laughs> discipline takes away fun every time. But what does it also do? It allows us to have more fun in the future, right? I mean, think about if you want to be disciplined financially, I just invited everybody to Mexican today. And if you decide to go to Mexican today, you're going to have a good time at that Mexican restaurant. And you're going to eat well, but then the bill is going to come and you're going to have to pay money to eat well. And so not only did you eat in an unhealthy manner, most likely, but you also gave up money. It was a lot of fun in the short, short term, but it's going to hurt you in the long term. Right? And so vice versa, if you're willing to give those things up, if you're willing to, you know, eat a carrot for lunch um, and maybe some, some broccoli and cauliflower and then invest that money in a mutual fund, you're going to be better off in the future, are you not? So my goal is to give you some ideas. I have sort of three ideas, um, two from Proverbs and one from Hebrews about, uh, about discipline. So uh, the first one is this, from Proverbs chapter 22, starting in verse uh, 24. The author writes, Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. 
So this is a bit of a review of two Sundays ago where we talked about, you know, you are who you hang out with. Uh, but the principle for discipline here is this. Um, if we want to be more disciplined or better at our disciplines, uh, we should create an environment that is friendly to our discipline that we're trying to implement. So maybe you've heard the phrase, healthy eating starts at the grocery store. And um, this is not to say that you should be eating in the grocery store. This is to say that the things that you buy at the grocery store ultimately have a massive impact on what you actually eat, right? So if you just buy all healthy food, if you, in fact, you take your whole, let's say you're disciplined financially and you actually have a, a food budget, let's say you take that entire food budget and you spend it all entirely, you exhaust your food budget on healthy food. What are the odds that you're going to eat healthy that month? They're pretty good, right? I mean, unless a friend says, hey, let's go for ice cream. I'm buying. So create an environment where your disciplines are more likely to happen. And so that's why maybe you don't, if you're struggling in certain areas, you don't hang out with people who not only are struggling in that particular area, but they're failing completely. Maybe you hang out with a different group of people. If after um, this sermon, you suddenly don't have friends, <clears throat> sorry, I was too far, too far. Along those lines, make sinful or impulsive, and oftentimes those are synonymous, but make sinful or impulsive or negative behavior difficult to achieve. So I'll give you an example. Um, if you struggle with, um, let's say, internet pornography, I, Jonathan talked about that last week, then getting some software like Covenant Eyes or something along those lines is a great idea because it just makes it more difficult and more uncomfortable than it was previously. And so creating an environment where your disciplines are likely, are more likely to succeed. Okay, that's, that's the uh, first idea. The second idea is this, that discipline has an exponential factor. Proverbs uh, chapter 25 and verse 28 says, a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. So the idea there is this person has become completely defenseless. Um, they've, they've given up self-control in, in one area and now everything is just falling apart. So discipline has this exponential factor, negatively, certainly, right? If you start eating ice cream, you're probably going to slack off in some other areas too that aren't food related. If you make one poor decision in this area, you're probably going to make some other poor decisions in other areas. But the good news is discipline also works the other way. If you start your morning by, let's say, making your bed well, then you have greater odds of eating a healthy breakfast. And you have greater odds of getting some exercise 
And if you get those three things right, you have greater odds of spending wisely that day and so on and so forth. Discipline has this exponential factor or it leaks throughout the rest of your life. Larry Bird, how many of you know who Larry Bird is? Everybody over 40 and a few basketball fanatics. So Larry Bird is one of the greatest basketball players ever to play the game. He is in the top 50 NBA players, Hall of Fame, amazing player. And it was very good at shooting free throws under pressure. And one of the things he would say about free throws is that if you don't do your homework, you won't make your free throws. And that made people think a little bit about how Larry Bird got so good at his free throws. He was so good because he was disciplined in a lot of areas, a lot of different areas of life. Free throws are a discipline. You really don't have to have high skill in order to be consistent at making free throws. It's 15 feet from the basket. Almost anybody can do it. It just takes discipline. So discipline has this exponential factor. Larry Bird was also one of the greatest three-point shooters in the history of the NBA uh, because, well, he spent a lot of time shooting free throws. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 1, says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. That's creating an environment. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. So God is giving us the key to enduring in our disciplines. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Jesus is our ultimate model. He is our hero that we follow. He is the one that inspires us to be disciplined, to be self-controlled, to become fully what God has hoped that we would become. And so the principle here is to, in my mind, it's to put posters on the wall. Uh, when I was in junior high school, uh, I had this dream of being like Mike. And if you don't know what that means, uh, Michael Jordan, who in my opinion is the best basketball player uh, ever to exist, past, present, or future, except for maybe Jesus himself. Um, Michael Jordan was absolutely amazing. And when I was in junior high, I wanted to be like Michael Jordan. And so I put posters all over the walls in my room so that I could just think about being like Mike. And I think it actually helped me quite a bit in my basketball career. I'm not sure exactly how much, but I think it helped me quite a bit. Well, I would encourage you to put some posters on your wall that have Jesus on them, that inspire and motivate you to be 
self-discipline. So for Christians, this generally looks like having a time each day where you put the Jesus poster up and you just look on Jesus. You just think about all that he has done for you, all that he has done for humanity. And you come into a place of worship and you just consider all that Jesus has done. Because when you consider what Jesus has done for us, then it makes you want to respond well to his incredible grace in our own lives. So put some posters up. So those are three ideas. The book of Proverbs is filled with a variety of other ideas of ways that will help you be more disciplined, motivated to seek discipline. It talks about over and over the rewards, the results of discipline, and it's inspiring and motivated. So if you haven't cracked open the book of Proverbs and read it, I highly encourage you to do so. I'm going to pray for you now, and uh, I'm going to ask that God would make you wise. And, uh, you know, you can receive this prayer um, by, you know, kind of this way. You can say, oh, well, that's great. The pastor prayed a, a, a blessing over us today or prayed for wisdom. So, you know, that should be coming my way anytime soon. Uh, you know, that's fantastic. But let me give you a little bit of a warning. The warning is this, is that wisdom comes through discipline. Wisdom comes through doing difficult things. Wisdom doesn't just settle upon you from on high so much as discipline is a difficult or wisdom is a difficult thing to attain. And so as I pray this prayer, know that there's some work involved on your part. Let's pray. Father, we ask uh, specifically for self-control today. Uh, And Father, we pray that you would put it on our hearts to enter into the the disciplines that we need to, whatever areas we're struggling, whether it's finances or relationships or how we're speaking to others or um, with lust or gossip or whatever It is. Father, we pray that you would help us with self-control, that you would help us be disciplined. And that by being disciplined, Lord, that you would would show us wisdom, that you would show us the results, that we would experience wisdom, uh, the treasure uh, that you hold out for us if we are willing to step in to the difficult. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys. Uh, If you would please stand. The rain has stopped, so you can even step out from under your umbrella if you like. Uh, From Revelation 1, uh, 5 and 6. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom... Priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. All right, well, thank you guys. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week, if not before. Thank you again for listening. It is a joy to be able to share God's truth with you. Hopefully you found this teaching helpful to your understanding of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's world. And hopefully you are inspired to take a further step of faith. 
Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you continue your journey. If you live in the Anchorage area, you are welcome to join us any Sunday. And we have an Awaken 101 event every six weeks, and this is also a great way to find out more about our church. Please sign up for that event by going to the events tab at our website, awakenalaska.com, and looking for Awaken 101. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, and we will see you next week.